0: Hello, welcome to Partners in Crime. This is Caroline. And I'm Kaylee.
1: And this week we have a special guest, our friend Abby. Hi, um, I'm Abby. I'm
0: this week's special commentator. Um, Yeah. And today we're going to be, or I'll be doing a story on Michael Malloy. So let's jump into it, shall we? (laughs) Um, Okay, so the story of Michael Malloy begins in January 1933 in a speakeasy in New York. All that I could find about Malloy is that he was around age 60. He used to be a fireman, but he lost his job. And because of this, he fell into bad alcohol. He was a bad alcoholic. Okay. <laughs> um, he never paid his bill at this bar. And this is actually what sparked this incident. Because the owner, who was named Tony Marino, Francis Pasqua, Hershey Green, and Daniel Kreisberg. And so they all decided to take out three insurance policies under Malloy's name and then murder him. Because this was also during the time of the Great Depression and also near the end of the Prohibition. So a speakeasy is not the best place to be right now. Um, So they took out three insurance policies and it totaled $3,500 in 1933's money. Um, I did the calculations. Okay. (laughs) It's uh, right under $74,000 in today's money. So the idea is that they didn't want to, like, actively murder him. They just wanted to kind of help him find his way to heaven's gates. Um, so they first allowed him unlimited credit. He came in, and they are like, you can drink as much as you want. And he was like, all right, bet. So he, like, took full advantage of this. He was down 20 shots at this point. They thought he would have been gone, you know. Yum. He did this for three days, walked out every night, said, I'll be back in the morning. And So at this point, they're, they're like, okay, we'll move on, do something else. So they decided to replace the alcohol with antifreeze, thinking, a course he'll die. It's antifreeze. Um, no, he, he drank multiple <laughs> uh, shots of that, no effect. They then put turpentine in it, horse liniment, and rat poison, and yet he still drank on. Growing even more restless, the group decided to pour him pure wood alcohol, um also known as, known as methanol and only about like 10 milliliters of methanol can cause permanent blindness 30 milliliters is potentially lethal 100 milliliters which is just two shots is usually the typical dose but this did not phase him he just kept going um he again left said see you in the morning and he stayed true to his word and he came back so again they tried um, getting raw oysters and they soaked them in um, wood alcohol because apparently um, there's a bad reaction in the stomach if you have like seafood like oysters and then alcohol or wood alcohol um, nothing so then they gave him a sandwich with spoiled sardines and they mixed poison glass and carpet tax in it Yummy. fed it to him he asked for another one <laughs> what <laughs> So then giving up trying to just poison him they decided you know what we'll freeze him to death. So they offered him to go for a walk in a park with them and they waited until he had passed out on a bench they dumped him in the snow took his clothes off poured 5 gallons of water on them. This is in like January early winter months of in New York. It's freezing. <laughs> <laughs> um they thought they certainly finished him off, but the next day when Tony went back to the bar, he was there waiting for him. Just sitting there. How is this guy still alive? <laughs> he, he's known as Mike the Durable. Okay. So, um, trying one more time. But at this point, they're, they've they given up with the peaceful route. They're like, you know, screw it. So they're determined to kill yes, him. At this point, um, they have to, basically. So, they took, um... Hershey Green was a taxi driver, so they ran over Michael Malloy with his taxi, backed up over him. They were going forty-five de- uh, miles per hour. That's what I read. Um, and they they thought he was done. You know, they they left him on the street. They didn't see him for five days. After the five days, he came back and he was like, he had a broken arm and a headache, and he was like, "Pour me another one, bud." Oh, so. <laughs> um, at this point, they're they're ticked. You know, they they've put in a lot of money to this. Actually, um, so the insurance policy they took out was only going to pay them thirty five hundred. Around this point, they've put in two thousand dollars of material, like supplying him endless amounts of booze, buying the poison, doing everything to try to kill him. So they're already going into the red. But on February twenty uh, third, nineteen thirty three, they, they had enough. So they waited for him to pass out in the bar, and they carried him up to Murphy's room upstairs. Um, they put a hose in his mouth that was connected to a cold jazz jet and turned it on. It did take twenty minutes for him to die from this, which I still think is unbelievable. Cause like, I would feel like five minutes is the most. Your body is like, I can't function. But mm-hmm. no, he he 20. 20 minutes fighter to the day. Um. So afterwards, he was pronounced dead from lobar uh, pneumonia and was quickly buried. They didn't even embalm him. Um, they were just ready to get the money.
1: They threw him in the ground. Yes.
0: <laughs> um, they actually paid off a doctor to have this cause of death written on the form. But rumors started going around about Mike the Durable and the plan that they had to kill him. And so eventually the police heard these. And they decided to exhume the body and have it forensically examined. Um, it was during this time, since they didn't exhume him, they were able to find um, his body was just like filled with CO2 gas. And also he was like cherry red, like he had all the indicators that this was not pneumonia. Mm -hmm. Um, So after finding this cause of death inaccurate, the five men were convicted for murder in 1934. Hershey Green was sentenced to life in prison while the other four members were sentenced to death. That's how our story ends. This is a picture of him after he died. Dang, looks rough. Can you imagine going
1: through all that? He, no. And you know what? he still wanted another drink. Yeah. My guy knows. He's got his priorities straight.
0: Another. Pull an- oh, me another. <laughs> Old tone. What's your name? You- Tony? Right? Tony. Can you can you do it in an Irish accent? Oh, no. Oh, oh pull me another, a- would you? <laughs> 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 that one's like, I think Scottish. That one's <laughs> almost, I'm in the area. You're you're there. Oh mate, now That's like Cockney. <laughs> Pull oh, me another one while I'm talking. Just cock me. I can't do Irish. There's something else. They always go up with their sentences. Do they? Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Get to yeah. It. That's Michael Malloy. What did you think? I don't know how that's
1: possible that he has stayed alive man, that long. His liver. Just the whole thing.
0: Like, wh- how? I. How did he not freeze to death? How did he not get poisoned? He said that he uh, the chill actually woke him up. Um, and allowed him to get back into his bed and one of the men who were out there with him or that was out there with him got a cold. Oh so, my so god. Imagine karma. you yeah.
1: getting a cold and then he's just The
0: guy you're trying to kill, fine. Yeah. Give like, me another shot. Man, I don't know. I feel like if you just continuously drink, like I think your body just like becomes supernatural somehow. I don't <laughs> know. Think... Oh yeah.
1: Like it, it it adapts, it overcomes, you know?
0: Um, Anything you throw at it. Yeah. She can handle it.
1: Why did he keep going to that
0: bar, though? Because they were offering him free drinks. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. At yeah, that yeah. point. And then also, he had an unpaid tab. And I think they were just, like, letting him and drink. And so, like, mm-hmm. that's how it started. Because they were like, man, we really need money. It's the depression, blah, blah. And they were like, and he never pays his tab. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. they were like, oh. A little, a little revenge. A little thing. Yeah. But, I mean... There is such a stark difference between hitting him with your car and then also, like, putting a gas um, tube into his mouth versus that's giving a... him a lot of alcohol. Why didn't they just shoot him? Because it had to look like an accident. For well, the It
1: didn't go so well for them. Yeah, no, that,
0: that's where the issue came in. Because one of the insurance companies were like, okay, can we see the body? And they were like, um, no. <laughs> <laughs> that no already mind. had that thing buried. So, Kaylee, what's your case?
1: My case is on Maria Rudolph. It is known as the oldest solved cold case, but mm. that's not necessarily true anymore. Anyway, I'll get to that later. <laughs> um, so on December 3rd, 1957, seven-year-old Maria Rudolph went missing on the street corner of Sycamore, Illinois. She was playing with her best friend Kathy outside on the first snowfall of the year, and a man offered to give her a piggyback ride. Kathy went inside to get some gloves, and when she came back, they were gone. The last she saw of them was the man carrying her down the street. Kathy went to Maria's parents and said that she was missing. Her parents thought she was just hiding, so they sent her older brother to find her. But an hour went by, and there was no sign of her. So they decided to call police, and it took five months for them to find her remains. They were found 100 miles outside of the city um, by some tourists, and her body was found wearing a shirt, and undershirt, and socks. She was decomposed, and it was just a skeletal... Like, that's all that mm. was there. so sad. Um, but How her parents... How old was she? She was seven. No. Yeah. When was this? 1957. No. Yeah. Um, so no technology for right. them to find anything. No DNA. Um, but her parents only identified her because of the socks she DNA was wearing. Discovered. When that was DNA discovered? DNA was discovered, was discovered like in, like, fifties. I thought it was like the 1800s. <laughs> Wait, when was Watson and Cri- Actually, Rosalind Franklin. She. No, I thought it was like... 1950s by Francis Crick. What?
0: No, no, no. <laughs> Rosalind Franklin. Put some respect on her name. She's been erased from been scientific. Producing. But it was the 50. 50- I don't know why I thought 1800s. The 1800s. Like, there's, no, you there's could, no way you could stab like, someone thinking, in, pray, in plain daylight, get I, away with it. I was saying like 1899. No. That's like radium. When was radium discovered? Radium was like well, 19. Rosalind Franklin was born in 1920. Oh, so you're saying the 1800s? Name, and you don't even know her age.
1: No, but you were saying 1800s. And no, you were no, about no, her, no, no,
0: no, 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 no. Like I don't know, I I don't know when they were born. I just thought I mean, like... I was... okay. <laughs> so DNA is just okay, okay. on the brink. Yeah, we just discovered. They don't know how to use it though.
1: Mm-hmm. Definitely not. Like, what's this DNA evidence for a crime? That's not happened. But um, she was identified only by her socks. Her parents identified oh. her by her socks, and um, it wasn't until fifty years after that that. They did an autopsy to finally determine her cause of death 50 years later, which was that she was stabbed in the throat multiple times. What a terrible way to go. Um, yeah. It's sad. (laughs) As I laugh, but it's sad. Um, the suspect, John Tesser, he was also known as Johnny, he was 24 at the time, Single blonde, bad teeth,
0: and a high pitched voice is what the article described him as, so I wanted to include that.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm sorry, just the fact that he offered her a piggyback ride is staying on my mind right now.
1: Mm. Yeah. That she, is just, and she said yes. She was seven, it was the 50s. Seemed harmless. Yeah. Um, he was a neighbor of the family mm. as well, so that could also so she probably knew him. She didn't suspect anything of it. Um, He was considered creepy by the community, but um, he was the only suspect, and he passed a lie detector test, so they just completely closed the case and said that it was fine. Um, He was never put in a lineup to be identified by Kathy, who was the only one that saw the guy.
0: Um, I bet her parents probably didn't want her to. What, Kathy? Yeah.
1: Yeah, she did a lineup later, though, but I'll get that in a minute, but in 1994, John's mother on her deathbed said that he had killed little girls and that he had killed Maria. But this was a little, it was kind of dismissed because apparently they had a bad relationship and there was a lot of violent behavior from the mom towards Johnny. Um, but the confession was just taken as a spite and that she was dying and that she was just talking. Mm-hmm. But John's half sister spent years trying to get them to reopen the case, and in two thousand and eight, they finally reopened the case. Um, police found that he was wait. Police found evidence of him giving piggyback rides to other little girls at the time, and that he had strange behavior around girls that age. How is there evidence for that? Um, I don't know. That's what this article said. I can't really find much more about that, but. Hmm. Um, he was also charged with rape in the eighties. Um, mm-hmm. He was released, I think, in the nineties. Um, ten years? I don't know. It was.
0: I'll look it up. Yeah, ten years for rape. That's all we're given in this country.
1: Yeah, because yeah, it it was moved to a misdemeanor, so he got out pretty early. Glad to see our criminal justice system hasn't changed. Reformed, been informed at all? <laughs> um. But he had a strong alibi for that day that she went missing. He was 40 miles from where the abduction occurred because he was enlisting in the Air Force. Um, they were, his whereabouts were confirmed by recruitment officers, but they did find an unused train ticket to Rockford, which was where the um, recruitment office was and where he was supposed to go. So officers created the timeline that he kidnapped Maria then drove to Rockford. At, in time to meet with the officers, he didn't take the train anymore Mm. um and then later kathy picked him out in the lineup and she said that that was him um but how long ago or how later did the lineup do this is 50 this is over 50 years later okay so not the best yeah wait how old was kathy at the time she was i assume she's the same age as maria so So. she was seven at the time okay okay um there's not the only thing they say about her is her name and that she identified him later and that she was the last person to see him yeah Um, but the interview with police during this he was very hostile and there was holes in his story but also it was 50 something years ago Mm -hmm. i don't know um but they exhumed maria's body found no dna found no dna evidence linking him and then that's when they found out her actual cause of death because they did an autopsy um but uh, multiple inmates testified saying that he had talked about killing her like when he was in jail but their stories did not match up with anything, like, that actually happened. Yeah, that doesn't...
0: Um, Prisoner confessions usually don't line up yeah. or, like, lead to anything. Because they're, they're just trying to get extra time, most mostly.
1: But they left out his um, alibi in the trial. So mm-hmm. he was convicted for the abduction and murder of her and was giving life at prison at the age of 73.
0: Well, I'm happy with that. But... I'm satisfied with that. Well... And
1: the case was considered solved, so that's why it's called the oldest solved cold case, but in, the tw- in April 2016, his charges were dismissed because there was new evidence that the phone call put him too far away from the crime scene, making it impossible, and he was released in 2017. I'm sorry, what phone call? A phone call to the recruitment office. He had talked to the recruitment officers at the time, but they don't really know what time she was kidnapped, so I
0: don't really know how they could just use that, but... So he didn't even meet these people in person? He just had a phone call? No, with he them. met
1: them. He called them before he met them. Okay. And then he went to meet them.
0: Yeah, I just if they don't know the time that she was abducted. Right, like how do
1: they know she's not she wasn't already dead within that period? Yeah. But they let him go. And it is now an unsolved case. It is um but solved yeah. unsolved. Yeah. It unsolved, went, solved, unsolved. It went from unsolved to a cold case, dissolved to unsolved. Um but, yeah. But there is... They considered another suspect. His name is William Henry Redmond. But um, he's dead now, so they can't really do anything about it. But the only, like, evidence they have towards him is that he um, apparently had the ability to make young girls vanish, is what this article said. Oh, and that what? My guy. <laughs> that um, any time, like, a younger girl was around him, they would disappear, basically. Like, get kidnapped, I assume, or... Die, I don't know, but and he also looked like the description that Kathy gave. Mm. That's all the evidence was. That, was that guy ever in jail? Mm, I think he went to jail for kidnapping someone, but I don't think he was there long.
0: What is wrong with our legal system? Illinois is in the 50s. <laughs> I
1: don't know. You say Illinois, 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 it is Illinois. I'm sorry, I'm just gonna let it
0: slide. Yeah. But you decided no. No. I mean,
1: you, always... you already said it. Yeah. But it's
0: in there. I've always said that. Oh. Um. Well, <laughs> thoughts? <laughs> Man, I I want to believe that that guy did it because obviously I want someone to be guilty for it. But, I don't know, that other guy does seem very, very likable and I don't know why no one ever looked into him.
1: Yeah, I, they, like, I guess because Kathy said, or... They kind of put him as it because he was a neighbor, and then they just immediately. Where did that guy live, the other guy? I found nothing on him other than that, and then they had said that he went to jail before, him. but let me see if I can find that again. A little more. He was charged with murder of an eight-year-old, Pennsylvania eight-year-old. And they didn't. Um, that was in 88 when he was charged, though. But they didn't pick him as a suspect until the second trial Mm -hmm. is when they came up with him. Um,
0: But in the beginning, it was only Johnny. I don't know. Johnny does seem like a very good candidate. Mm -hmm. Especially him being a neighbor, him supposedly offering piggyback rides to other girls, Mm -hmm. and then just being weird. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. He was, um, it also says he was like an outsider in the town, and that he was creepy, and yeah. Yeah. And then his mom said that. Mm. But, I don't know. He got away with it if he did. Man, R.I.P. Well, I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of Partners in Crime. I'm Kaylee. And I'm Caroline. And tune in next week for another episode. Bye!